Hey, Eugene. Hey, how's it going? Going great. How are you? Mm, I think I'm okay. We're recording a bit later today, so I'm like tired, but I have no excuse to be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. So listen, I was wondering, like, I just wanted to kind of talk through something I've been kind of thinking about um, last week is expectations from like the gender roles in the sense that, you know, what I expect, let's say from a man and what I expect from myself and also probably setting the same standard for other women as well. I mean, I can't help it. Right. <laughs> um, so I wanted to kind of just explore this topic a little bit um, and share, you know, I'll, I'll start kind of, and I'll share what I think. Um, I've grown up in a household where um, my dad was very handy, but also at the same time could make money as an entrepreneur. Um, so he preferred, let's say, you know, hiring someone to do the stuff, but if need, there was a need that he would totally do it himself, whatever it is, you know, assemble a refrigerator, just making stuff up or, <laughs> or a table or, creating a little shelf or whatever it was. And so I kind of was used to having, you know, being around a man who could do pretty much anything and, and really cared about his, th his things and always taught me to care about his things and my own things and other people's things. Um, and so I've kind of been, you know, fortunate in that sense because pretty much every guy I've ever dated um also was very handy could you know i don't know hang a picture or um assemble something or fix a car or something right so i'm kind of used to that and then when i come across other you know women or girls or whatever that you know have a boyfriend or a husband or whatever um who can't do anything with his hands I'm always like kind of um, disappointed, I guess, or whatever the word is, because I'm so used to um, a guy being able to solve, you know, solve a problem, fix anything. Okay. Okay. I think I can do this. Um, I mean, obviously sensitive topic for some people, but I've also always wanted to fix problems. I think that's sort of how I was brought up. Since, you know, I'm an engineer and a lot of the a lot of the work that I do isn't defined exactly. So it's hey, we want this thing. We have this problem really. Can you help us? And there's no like I can solve it in whatever way I, I want to. And before I didn't have I guess experience or time or money or anything because I was, you know, younger, and I sort of had to reinvent the wheel over and over again. And I think that left me in a weird spot where I I knew how to repair and fix the like, all, all that stuff that you were talking about. I wasn't doing it well, because, like, I'm not a professional. I'm, I was sort of, like, master of none, but I knew a lot of different sort of things. And I guess I got older, I got better at some things and sort of mediocre at others and at some point very recently 
I've maybe unintentionally, I stopped fixing stuff. If there's ever a problem, I just sort of sit and I like see what happens. So I remember I was with a group of friends and the projector was broken. And I knew that in theory, I could fix a little projector. You know, you unplug all that stuff, you plug it back in. I don't know. And I just sat there and said nothing. And it was a group of three girls that were trying to fix this projector. And they didn't, they didn't get it. But, <laughs> but I also thought that that was okay. And I think that if I went in and like took over that situation, they would have gotten mad at me because I, I found myself underestimating not just women or girls, but like people in general. I just assumed that I could fix stuff and other people couldn't. And that me fixing it was somehow like important and kind of stepping back and not doing anything. I mean, there wasn't a dangerous situation. We just spent half an hour looking at these girls, try to fix a projector, but it, it like, it, it changed my mindset to where, I was a lot less frustrated to just hang back and see what happens as opposed to being frustrated, trying to figure out a problem under pressure while a bunch of people are looking at me, but they're also mad that I'm trying to like be the man and take over a situation. So I'm kind of pulling back from like trying to fix problems that aren't like my problems to solve and letting other people sort of deal with their own stuff. If that makes sense. Uh, it does. And you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you, 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 th you think that I should have take, taken over that situation and fixed the projector? Yeah, sure. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it uh, I, like I was so much less frustrated. I had such a better time in that like friend group hangout than then if I were to fix it, I would have been frustrated and I'm pretty sure like the girls would have, you know, been mad. I've just, I've just done it both like ways and I, I prefer the no contact way better. Just like chill out. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, and it's new for me. I kind of, um, what's the word? I mean, I've certainly been, accustomed to a different, you know, society. Um, and American society is certainly very different from where I grew up and not in tremendous amount of ways. It's just in some core things that like, for example, I could never understand um, how in America it's normal to um, pay half a rent when the two of you live together. Like, I don't get it. Um, oh, and then like you get, expenses? hold on a second. When a boyfriend and a girlfriend or whatever, any combination um, kind of live together for, you know, for the benefit of living together as a couple, not just a roommate. And, the girl has to stress out to make money to pay rent. That's kind of something I never understand. I probably never will. So I'm just going to put it out there. I, I, I have a, not a defense, but a, a reason for why that shouldn't happen. And that these traditional gender roles are also hurting in this case, the woman that you don't want to pay the rent. So like imagine a situation where you have two roommates platonic 
and you know each of them make let's say fifty thousand dollars a year they're both professionals and they get together and you know two bedroom if they break up or one of them like you know gets a different job they're both still independent so there's a benefit of living together and that look the rent is like cheaper and we get a nicer place but no one is like being harmed as time goes on because they're independent when you have a relationship where there's like an expectation of like taking care of the other person and like the woman is allowed to like not work maybe like pursue some of her interests like you know healthy effective sort of like yeah the husband goes out and does a living but the woman gets to like raise kids or try to start a business or like do something that she's really passionate about I don't think there's anything wrong with that scenario except for when it doesn't work out. And then the woman mm-hmm. is sort of left like without a job and without a way to make money and maybe she was following her passions. And this could obviously be backwards. The like the gender itself doesn't matter. I'm sure there are guys that are like house husbands that once their wives left them or something, they they're not self-sufficient. And I I think it's complicated because I don't think that people need to be self-sufficient. I think it's okay to be in a relationship where it's like agreed upon that one person makes the money and the other person gets to like pursue a fun thing or like a family thing or something like that. I think that's, I think that's normal, but there is a harm when someone isn't self-sufficient because, you know, life throws curveballs. I agree. However, uh, like I've always been a huge supporter of um, a woman, for example, um, knowing the basics of money, having something that she can do, even if she chooses to be mom first and then do this other thing second. I'm not saying that a woman shouldn't work, but what I'm saying is that, um, you know, being a mom, for example, and I was just, you know, this topic is kind of fresh because, well, first of all, I'm a mom, but I've also been recording some videos related to mom guilt and other things, right? Being a mom is constant battle with yourself. You want to do something for yourself, but you also want to be there for your kids. So it's never a, you know, simple solution. It's never a simple choice. Um, it often is the choice, do I want somebody else to raise my kids or or not? Or do, or do I want to not miss any important moment in, the, in their life? And I'm, I know what you're talking about in the sense that I've seen it happen. It happens a lot when, you know, women, a woman becomes a mom, for example, and really gives up her, you know, job, maybe she never liked it, maybe whatever, maybe she hated it. And she just jumped at this opportunity to um, be a mom, you know, and enjoy it and enjoy that time and relax. And there's nothing wrong with that, except like you said, it happens, you know, life happens, divorces happen, or other things too, not just divorce. And um, it's the responsibility of the family to create mechanisms to um, help the family, if something like that happened, like life insurance and other things, right? Uh, but I think that it's important for every woman to know how to manage money, to know the basics of financial stuff, be able to d- make some money while being a mom, 
as a freelancer, a side hustler, you know, whatever, combination of the above. It doesn't matter what the scenario is. It, what matters is that she does something and um, something that um, not necessarily, you know, paying for the entire household, but something that um, she can do while being the mom that she wants to be. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, like in a family arrangement, if you're, I, I don't think that every single person needs to do every single thing, but like divided equally. Like I never understood why you have to like take turns taking out the trash as opposed to <laughs> one person always takes out the trash because it bothers them more. But then another person does the laundry because they fold it in a way that they're particular about. And I found that that way is much more peaceful for me where I sort of am independent. I will maintain my own living area to the cleanliness level that I choose. And I'm sort of doing the things that I want. And then when you're living with another person, there's like a complication. And well, they also don't have to like redo the dishes. You just did them, but maybe they're more particular about how things go in the fridge. So <laughs> how, do, how do you like tie this back into the, like the gender roles that I, I almost feel like it doesn't matter because you are two humans and you're cohabitating. Maybe there's like kids involved or something, but I, I, I don't think that the, that any person should lose their sense of identity or like independence of just like being a person. I think that taking on the identity of wife or husband or parent or child, like sure it might be useful in some contexts and might get you through some like hard times. But the, the reality is that I think that you always come back to being yourself and like, yeah, maybe you were always a mom, but then guess what? You know, life happens and now you have to find a job and you have to be like a corporate sellout for a couple of years to, you know, big change. Who knows how that happened? But like, I tried super hard not to judge people like in their living situations. And if something seems weird, it's like, well, I'm kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt. And people that are doing the super traditional gender roles, I, I think that's also fine. Like as long as I think as, as long as everyone's like on board and knows what's going on, I think it's, I think it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I agree uh, partially. Um, I think that it's, you know, I'll, I'll offer you a different perspective, not not a lot different, but slightly different perspective on just um, kind of why I think this happens. And I think this happens because when you become a mom as a woman, it changes you and you get a lot of new insecurities that you've never had before. And a lot of fears, a lot of insecurities, a lot of different things that you never thought you would be able to even experience. So um, I think that that's kind of why you know, motherhood in general is very like shakes up a woman. And, and honestly, for me, I really wanted, um, to have someone to be able to lean on, you know, I think that feminism hurts a lot of women too, because then, you know, we are all equal, but then like, I do want to be cared for sometimes. I do want to be, um, I don't know. Um, 
flirted with and, you know, things like that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. But because we're fighting for, for gender equality and for women's rights, we, I, th I think we're kind of hurting ourselves, at least in my mind we are. I think that it's good to be equal, but at the same time, um, I think that men should remember that we also want to be taken care of sometimes. <laughs> right. And and before anyone, you know, gets super mad, like we are fighting for equality isn't like, that doesn't really mean much. And I think that people get very caught up with what they see on TV or on you know, whatever news source that people have now, but individual interactions are just that they're not public. They're not dramatized. And like a lot of what sort of media and drama is on TV to like prop up these movements. And of course you need radicals to get progress. Like <laughs> that's why they're called progressives. And it it's okay to support something in theory and like vote that way or, you know, participate in some groups or donate your money, however you choose to participate but the actual interaction you have with your partner in your house is different than what you see on TV. So like, I don't think there has to be a, like a disparity between, well, I'm a feminist, but I also like being taken care of. It's like, yeah, you should treat women equally in the workplace. If they do the same work, they should be paid the same obvious. But when you come home, that's like a personal relationship and you can have a preference of saying, Hey, like, I'd like to be treated this way, husband. Can you do these things for me? It's important. It makes me feel good. It's part of our relationship. We don't have to like publicize it on TV. <laughs> so as, as long as it works and you treat everyone equal, I don't care. But I think it's gotten to a point where like is a young woman, for example. And I see that in like not friends necessarily, but just acquaintances and stuff. Um, where, you know, they stress out and work two jobs and, and things like that just to, just to kind of pay the rent and don't have the freedom. So when you live with somebody else, um, you know, you kind of, you know, when you get married, when you, um, I don't know, uh, have a long-term relationship, you um, kind of get, you know, live together with somebody else and you give, give up some of your freedom. You're, you know, supposed to like, at least that's how I see it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're supposed to be like to account for where you were, what you did and all of those things. And for me, like I look at it as a woman gives up her freedom to live with a man and still has to struggle with financial part. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's just how I was raised, you know, in the Soviet Union, the guy is the head of the household and that's just how it, how it is. Um, and, um, I'm kind of used to that. And I think that, no, I don't necessarily, because I'm also an American, um, I don't necessarily think that, uh, a woman should do nothing. Like I said, it's great for a woman to keep something, some passion, some gig, some income coming in just on her own, on her own terms so that she can choose when to be a mom and when to be, um, you know, when to do some stuff for, for, to get some money in so that she doesn't lose the, you know, qualifications and things like that. Because I've had some, you know, heard some horror stories about that too. But like for, for me, I think that the knowing that there's someone there to support you and someone like my husband, for example, <laughs> I know that he's there to support me. 
it's very important for me to know that it makes me feel like I'm not alone in this world, that I'm not afraid of different things and, um, and that I can, and that we can get, go through life together and kind of, um, be there for each other and that we're not alone. Like I'm not alone. at least. Right. And that's, and that these are like details of your relationship. And I think that it's weird when people say, okay, this is what I like. I think other people should do it this way too. Because like even the cultural difference of growing up in a different country in a different, let's say generation, it like what you're saying to me, it, it should maybe sound a little offensive, but you know, I know you enough that I'm not, you know, triggered. <laughs> and, but then I realized that like, okay, just because you like or expect or are in a certain like way doesn't mean that I need to do that. And you might be confused about my life or you might not like it or you have judgments or whatever. But the thing is, is that, well, your life is your life and I might think something about it, but no one really asked for my opinion. (laughs) And just like with feminists like that are lobbying for laws. I mean, sure. You might have an opinion, but thankfully no one's asking like, those are those are professionals doing you know doing their jobs and they will push whatever agenda the, the that they want and if yeah if you want to get involved with issues you go ahead but <laughs> i'm i'm very interested to see and hear people's opinions on things and i'm interested in how people think about like foreign policy and say like, at the end of the day we're just we're just sort of people talking no <laughs> the stakes are a lot lower and I feel like the drama on TV like sort of heats it up because it makes you feel like you're part of the conversation or social media. But <laughs> I think a lot of times stuff is just very normal. And like your relationship with your husband and my different relationships are they're just fine. <laughs> just because they're weird. Like I, I kind of know where I like how I got to my situation and you kind of know how you got to yours. But me explaining my situation to you is like, well, I think I'm just doing a bad job (laughs) and you have like a stereotype to like lean on. And that's kind of what I'm looking for. I think when people like search for meaning or some sort of like purpose, they're kind of searching for like, like a, like an easy way to go through life that it like makes sense. They're looking for like a good story. So like a stereotype of, oh, well, I just got married and the guy's the head of the household. It's a way of simplifying your life that like works for you. It's like a model. And you're like, okay, I understand my role in this context in the world and the word gender roles. If you find one that you like, it doesn't have to be gender. It can just be like human roles. If you find like a role that you're into, I think that's like a very satisfying feeling. And those roles can change, obviously. But while you're in it and you feel comfortable, that's where I think like the benefit is not imposing something on other people or judging others for living like a different way. Sure. I agree. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, I, I mean, even if, even if let's say I judge somebody specific, uh, do they care? Should they care? No. No. Um, you know, everyone chooses for, for themselves. And interestingly, um, I think that, you know, I don't know if you, if I've already, I think we already had this conversation about the fact that the word Soviet, you know, in the Soviet union means advice. The word Mm -hmm. Soviet is Mm -hmm. advice. 
So, um, you know, people from the Soviet Union love to give advice, love to judge others. So um, because, you know, I've been in the U.S. for most of my adult life, actually all of my adult life, um, I think that, you know, I've, I've changed and certainly my husband has changed. Um, he didn't embrace, I guess, the culture, <laughs> didn't have enough time to do that. But because of that, we're slightly different and don't have the same uh, prejudices and the same kind of stereotypes, like you said. But um, we still have something. We still have certain values that have been given to us, you know, when we were growing up. And um, sometimes not, you know, it, we, we try, both try. I mean, I know that my husband, for example, doesn't judge at all anyone. He doesn't care. Um, really, he doesn't think about other people in, in that sense. Um, it's their life and why does he need to care? Sometimes I f- catch myself judging, but, um, you know, I've been in America long enough to not say anything, to really let go of that judgment and realize that there's probably a, a story behind this particular person, this particular setup. So because of that, you know, I give them grace and myself grace when I need it. And I think that that's kind of the important approach. And I think also it works, should work um, kind of the opposite way in a sense that when we look at other people and don't judge, but, but like are jealous of their success or their, you know, whatever it is that they have that we don't, I think, I mean, it's a topic for another conversation, but, (laughs) but uh, I think that that's also important to remember to not judge that way because it always seems easier. It always, the grass always looks greener on the other side and uh, nobody knows what type of effort goes into a success. um, Even if it seems super easy from the outside, I think that that's important to to adapt, uh, adopt, I guess is the better word, both. So not just one, because if you do only adopt one, you kind of are exercising a double standard. You judge, you don't judge people, you know, when they are doing something you don't agree with, but then when they get to success, you do feel jealousy. You know what I mean? A little bit. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, like, sure, it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling, but being introspective is I think harder and like looking at yourself and figuring out like what you're doing. Cause you, you judge other, other people when you think about them, when you see them, but you're with yourself a lot more. And like me personally, I use that as like a way of like kind of getting out of my own head where I, I don't think about my own situation cause it's complicated and I know too many things where I sort of, you know, theoretically try to fix someone else it's like oh this person walking down the street they should tie their shoes because those problems seem so easy for me to solve where in reality it there, there's too much information like when when everyone's in their own situation like i'm sure that guy's shoes they're fine he's not gonna trip over them <laughs> but it was much easier for me to for a second judge that guy for being like lazy or whatever not tying his shoes but you know it's it's like a way of me not dealing with my situation. So I agree a hundred percent. I think that's the real root of the issue or not the issue, but more like of the reality, I mm-hmm. guess is the better word. Uh, that's really the real root of that um, is that we often look at others so that we don't have to look at ourselves. And I think that's the really deep 
cause of everything. And there's no need to like do anything. I think just noting it is is the important part. Like noticing that, okay, this is like a thought pattern that I had. All right, you know, don't don't go talk to that guy. He's fine. <laughs> it's okay not to tie your shoes, people. <laughs> On that happy note, yep. um, I'll talk to you next week. Yep, see you. <laughs>